Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Chris Spockman with you, Spock Sports Show in the, the old computer lab, now the history classroom here at Sacred Art Academy, catching up with Josh Wheaton and I don't really know where to start with the questions for you, Coach. When you see 62-6 to six on the board, I mean, that's a big number, man. Yeah, it's a big number, and it's hard to keep the guys focused for the entire four quarters. But they did. They did a really good job. We didn't do that in week one. And um, and we kind of got off to the same sort, sort of start in week one where we kind of were really clean early offensively. We got some, you know, three and outs many or several in a row early and we just kind of jumped out to a big lead but week one we we just sort of coasted instead of you know keeping the pedal down and that kind of thing week two we just we learned I think I think the kids learned from that in week one and uh and we stayed focused and we stayed active the entire four quarters and um yeah because week one it was like 42 to 6 or 42 to 8 going into the fourth and what it ended up 58 30 or something like that yeah 48 to 30 48 30 and so defensively you haven't given up much over you know the first three quarters of everything talk about that a little bit uh well i mean we have some pretty good football players on that side of the football actually they're on both sides of the football because they kind of have to be but um we don't have a whole lot of holes on defense and you know how I mean, go through that defensive lineup if you don't find, mind for me. Start on the line, go 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 to the defensive backfield, putting you on the spot here a little bit. No, that's okay. I mean, on the lines, we you know we have like a five or six man rotation, you know, on the defensive line, and we run a twenty. You know, most of the time we have two defensive linemen, so we're always rotating in fresh guys. You know, with Brady Hoovy, uh, the senior, uh, Walker Owen, Jim McDonald, the junior. He's he's a a really good football player. He's learned a lot in twelve months on how to play the game. Um, uh, Brendan Irvin, Caleb Strout, you know, these guys are all typically mentioned in the offensive line, but they actually uh, do a really nice job on the defensive side of the ball too. Um, and I'm probably leaving one or two out. We have we have a bunch of good, really good, solid defensive line. How much does that help the rest of the team, those, you know, those skill guys that we're going to be talking about in a minute when those guys rotate in and out, you know, helping each other? Well, it, it means a lot. I mean, obviously, um, football's, you know, it's one of those sports where, like, one second into the game, you're already gassed for yep. the most part, you know, and and having being able to have fresh bodies come in, um, especially this time of the season, you know, the early first few weeks of the season when it's pretty hot, pretty warm, that kind of thing, um, it means everything. And last year, um, we struggled with that because of injuries. You know, if you lose one or two kids, all of a sudden the depth is just diminished and gone, and and uh, and we've been fortunate enough this year so far not to have that happen and um and it's been good for us obviously and now who's somebody at a big night obviously there was a bunch of them with 62 six on the board but you know we've always got the jnr engraving player of the game you know the j and j auto collision port lumberjack of the game talk you know talk about who would have won that engraving player of the game probably for you um that uh week two would have probably been jackson verliger he was kind i mean for lack of a better way to explain, he was all over the field. And uh, I think he led us in tackles that night. Um, I think he scored a touchdown on the offensive end, carrying the football. I think he had one carry for, you know, 30 yards and a touchdown or something like that. And and But defensively, he was just everywhere. He's everywhere he's supposed to be all night long. And um, But, I mean, it's hard to it, 
again, it's hard to single those guys out. Like on the defensive side of the ball, everybody's always involved. Everybody is always involved instead of a couple guys are always involved. Everybody's always involved. And it's, um, that's kind of how we set our, you know, our, our defense up and that's what we want, the pursuits and things like that, that, that go on out there. But, um, but on the offensive side, we have so many weapons that, I mean, I was talking to the assistant coaches after the game, um, the other night against Farwell and I, you know, you look at the stat sheet and nobody has a hundred yards rushing, but we rush for, you know, 300 yards or something like that. And, Instead, we've got, you know, four guys in the 70s or 80s. It's just, and I don't see that changing. I mean, I don't know how or why that should ever change because every single one of the guys that touches the football on offense, they have an, their own unique set of skills. And, um, and as an opposing coach, you really don't have the ability to stop one, one guy and make the rest of them beat you because – I mean, really, if you commit to something like that, you're you're gonna get beat yeah. by the other guys. I mean, they will beat you. So, um, so it's been kind of that way. Um, we we kind of knew going in it was gonna be similar to that with the weapons we have. We're not always gonna have kids like this. You know, it's not always gonna be this way. But you have to really take advantage of all of your weapons while you can. So. Yeah, but I kind of stopped you there with the back six of the defense. But Halliday, Rose, Stemke, McDonald, Bogue, Verlager. Did, did, did I, you know, I imagine you guys got some guys rotating in and out there too. But I kind of get the gist of it there. Yeah, I mean the 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 linebacking cores is you know the guys you named Stemke, you know Halliday, Rose, Verlager. That's our linebacking core, and then we've got um, the sophomore Tegan Duffy who can play like six different positions on defense, and he rotates in in that linebacker core. Um, and then on the back end of the defense, we have, you know, our, our kind of our, our cover guys that can be physical. Uh, Joe McDonald, um, Joe Likovic, uh, Luke Hacker, and Tegan Duffy. Again, you know, he, he, you know again, he's, he's one of those guys that will play all over the place um, on defense especially, but he has a couple of spots on offense too. So Just give him a number and give him a helmet. He's good to go, right? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and now what's going to be the key for this team maintaining, you know, and this type of success is going to be tough to maintain. You, you know what I mean? The, the two big wins you've had, your schedule is going to get more difficult. Obviously, you got Portland State Pats coming up. But what's going to be the key? Is it the health? Is it continuing to get better every day, as, you know, the old coach answer says? No, I, I mean, I think that we are going to get better every day anyway because of the type of kids we have. We have kids that um, they're committed and they're dedicated and, and they love football. They're kind of like those football kind of junky kids. That's the group of kids that we have. So I'm not concerned about getting better every day. Um, we have to, as, co- as a coaching staff, we have, to be, we have to be at our best every day. We have to give them our best every day because, because they are so like football IQ'd. You know what I mean? They're so into it. So we have to be at our best every day to keep them – stimulated and keep them going and keep them moving. But, um, but what you said to begin with was health means everything. I mean, you have to stay healthy. Anybody that coaches football knows that the, the longer you stay healthy and the more healthy your team is, the, the, your chances at success increased exponentially, right? Especially in the eight-man game where one kid or two kids can make a huge difference. So, um, so staying healthy is a key. Um, I'm not all that concerned about getting better every day because these, like I said, these kids work 
And, um, but we're going to have to do both of those things in order to, to continue the success in our conference. Our conference is tough and, uh, it's a battle every week. So, um, time for a quick little break here on Spock Sports Show. We're back more with Josh Wheaton from Sacred Heart Academy talking Irish football week three game coming up versus Portland St. Pat's. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show, presented by Barberry Law Firm. Let's get right back into my conversation. Coach Josh Wheaton talking all things Irish football. Yeah, and, and speaking of a battle, and this is not me trying to, to hate on Portland St. Pat's at all, but I always go on the Google Maps to, you know, look at the field and the press box. Do they play at Portland St. Pat's or do they play at the Portland High School field? They play at Portland High School. All right, all right. That changes an awful lot for me there because, you know, when I got onto the old Google Maps and zoomed in on, you know, right by there, they had what looked like a practice field set up with a couple benches there, but I was told Bob back at the station, says, we might be doing this one old school through the phone, but but now that I know there's a, there's a box there that's at Portland High School, that's, that's going to change a whole lot of things for me. That changes a lot for you guys, too, because last year I know that was one of the problems, some of the fields you guys play on. Yeah, I mean, I'm... And this is not trying to hate on anybody. No, 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 Your no. field is where it is sometimes. It, it you is know? where it is, and, and we try. I mean, if we didn't have turf in our stadium, we would be in We're the same situation. We're very blessed, yep. You know, I mean, like where, you know, you're, you're, you're at the risk of playing on a field that's chewed up because more than one team plays on it. And, you know, you factor in what it used to be before turf we had here. It was three Mount Pleasant High School teams, two Sacred Heart High school teams, you know, uh, rocket football on Saturdays. The and band out there as band, well. Every, everything, you know. So, so no, I mean, we're not real concerned about that. We, um, we know what we're facing in terms of, um, you know, the fields yeah. that we play on. And, and I'm not 100% sure that Portland's isn't in great shape. I mean, I think it might be. I don't know this. But, um, you know, that's not information that I've got. Well, you know, it looked good in, on the Google Maps yeah. if it's at Portland High School and in, in that field or whatever. Like I said that that looked you know not similar to Community Memorial, but it, it looked pretty darn nice down there. Yeah, it doesn't change much. I mean, we, yeah. our approach is what it is, and we practice on yeah. grass all week. I, I, I was thinking we were going to be on the side of a baseball field. By the by, the way things are, I'll have to show it to you when we get done here. My my concerns or whatever. But again, not not trying to hate on anybody. The school has fields they have because of the money they have. This yeah. that and the other. That's you know a podcast for a whole another mm-hmm. day there. But uh, Portland St. Pat's. They beat Coleman 34-20, Weberville 52-16. What are you expecting from them? Uh, expe- I'm expecting the same thing that we uh, that you, you'll always get from them. They're they're well coached and they're a disciplined football team. Every kid that that's on the field right now was on the field last year in our game. Um, they're all one year older, one year bigger, one year stronger, one year smarter, one year you know similar to you guys in a way. Football it's similar, right? And and um and they do what they do. You know, they get into their double wing stuff or their two tight end stuff, and they come at you. 
And um, so just like last year, we're going to have to be disciplined in our assignments on defense and um, and do our jobs. Well, you know, we have a couple different bodies out there on defense than we had last year against them. Um, and we were able to um, we were able to manage them uh, last year, but um, but like I said, they're a better football team than they were last year, and and um, they're gonna come they're gonna come to play, and they're gonna be, come to beat us. So we got to be ready for that. So and I feel like you know the the town of Portland, city of Portland's not that much dim- similar, not that you know far off from Mount Pleasant. Like I feel like you know the the Catholic school there is gonna be similar to the Catholic school here. Like they're not doing a bunch of recruiting because Portland High School is a really good high school. You know what I mean? You got the kids that are you know in the family the whole time too. And so I, th- I think it's gonna be a nice matchup between you two guys or whatever. And, and it's gonna be kind of a fun rivalry going forward because you guys have met sometimes. In particular, I think of the girls' basketball playoffs. You know, over the last you know d- decade or so, there's been softball. Some, yeah. There's been some few big big matchups between these two teams. Like I said, it's a rivalry. Even though you guys you know, haven't been in the same conference, that this football means means a little bit more than you know the average game doesn't it yeah i mean it's it's kind of nice having another catholic school in the conference you know we can kind of look forward to that and um and uh and the sportsmanship that can go along with that kind of thing but um but no i i think we're very similar in a lot of ways they're a smaller school than we are if you can believe that but um they have fewer students than we do um but you know the comparison between portland and mount pleasant similar um, except that, you know, their public school is smaller than our public school. Their Catholic school is yep. smaller than our Catholic school. But um, but relatively speaking, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and Portland High's had a really good football in the last yeah. few years, too, just similar to Mount Pleasant High. I guess is another thing I forgot to leave out of well, there. Well, no, they both have a, a tradition of excellence in athletics, and and um, and that kind of makes for a pretty cool matchup. And speaking of cool matchups, we're going to be with you guys down in Portland, St. Pat's on Saturday. So if anybody doesn't want to make that trek down there, watch, listen to the game, Spock Sports Facebook page, 92.3 FM, Buck92.com, the Buck92 Facebook page. But Friday, there's a pretty special game happening here in Mount Pleasant. I imagine you're going to go over and attend as they take on Hamilton, St. Thomas More, the team from Canada. Uh, have you talked to Coach Mack about that at all? Oh, yeah, I've talked to him a little bit about it. They're yep. excited. They're excited yep. for the opportunity. Yeah, and for folks, you know, from Sacred Heart, they're going to be listening to this and just from the Mount Pleasant area. If you weren't thinking about going to that game, how cool is this? How special is this to have a matchup like these guys coming to town? No, it's pretty cool. And, and the cooler thing is, is that we don't play the same night, so we get to all go watch it. So um, a lot of our kids are friends with the, a lot of the kids over there. Um, I'm obviously, you know, pretty close to the coaching staff over there coming from there. Um, but, no, I, we're, I, I think it's cool. We're, we're excited about it. Um, we're looking forward to having a good practice on Friday, going home, coming grabbing back. a bite to eat, coming back and watching the game. So, yeah, I say it's going to be a pretty special night. Anybody in Mount Pleasant, if you don't have anything going on on Friday, be at Community Memorial Stadium. And the one thing that I said, you know, I was joking around with Coach Mack earlier when I talked with him. Last year, they were in Ohio. We need to be really hospitable with these folks. We need to show them that Michigan is so much better yeah. than Ohio. And so if you see any of those folks from uh, Ontario that are here this week, uh, this Friday, make sure you extend a hand. Tell them, you know, they're welcome here in Mount Pleasant. Uh, they're happy their football team is here. And a great measuring stick for the Oilers as well because they're one of the most powerful programs in the entire province of Ontario. I think they've won eight of the last ten championships or, or something crazy like that. So not only cool that we got this international team coming, this international game happening, but – they're not just a team coming here. They're a team coming here to win. They're really good. Yeah, they're really good. They're coming to win. So yep. uh, our boys over there at Mount Pleasant better be. Yep. And their cleats tied tight. 
Yeah, well, let's make sure uh, we root them on. You know, the more people that are there, the better they're going to play, I always say. That's right. All right, Coach, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.